concept of waste does not exist in human nature it was invented by mankind Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Eureka Moment. I'm your host Suchit and today we are in conversation with the Recycle Man of India, Dr. Binesh Desai. Dr. Desai has been a nominee for Padma Shri and uh, he has given TEDx talks. Uh, he runs a startup called Eco Eclectic. He has been also named a 30 under 30 in Forbes list. And I'm so glad Binesh could take our time and share his journey uh, on environmental sustainability and recycling. Let's go and chat with him. Hi Vinish, welcome to the show. Thank yeah. you for driving coming all the way from Walsad. How was the trip? I can say it bumpy. <laughs> okay. And adventurous for a matter of fact. Okay, was so, it raining in Walsad? Yes, it's uh, it's quite heavy rainy mm-hmm. in Walsad right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fun. Mm. Yeah. I saw your uh, amazing drawings, uh, you know, which you have been drawing since what like uh, when you were 8, 9 years old yeah. I, it it reminded me of uh, da vinci's drawings because i'm reading his biography i mean how did and from where did this thought of and sustainability environment come into your uh, psyche it's a very funny story because mm. uh, i was very much intrigued by um, you know at that time mm. the most entertaining thing cartoon network yes and uh, captain planet was used to come you know captain planet he's a hero yes. cutting pollution down to zero yes. there always was that catchy line for me and mm. then the next would be dexter's lab yes. so all these things made me oh i want to have my own dexter's lab mm-hmm. and i want to save the planet that mm-hmm. that idea of mm. uh, seeing captain planet yes. that that struck me yes Uh, so I started sketching things out. So mm-hmm. my first ever mm-hmm. invention was basically. So I was a very observant person ever mm-hmm. since. Yes. So I like, you know, I would do all these crazy things. So mm-hmm. if you saw my first drawing, yes, that may look, you know, like somewhat like a huge machine, but it yeah. had a very simple problem to solve, mm-hmm. uh, which was basically converting the waste. Water vapor that comes from the kitchen, yes, uh, to use it for gardening. So it was a simple idea, and because that was the time when I learned uh, evaporation mm-hmm. and condensation, mm. so that is what struck me. So I saw my mom uh, cooking, and yes. the vapor that would come out of the uh, pressure cooker, and you know, boiling of chawal and things like that. Yes. So uh, that is when I thought, hey, let me design something mm. like this, and that was my first uh, invention ever. Wow. So that's wow. how the journey started mm-hmm. and um, then about the incident that made me who I am today. Yes. That happened at the age of 11. Mm. Wow. Um, so mm. I was in the classroom mm. uh, and the chewing gum got stuck on my pants. Mm. Um it was uh, something that I w- was just you know shocked okay now what do I do? Mm. The class was going on. So mm. I took a piece of paper mm. uh, and I tried removing it. Uh, mm. with a piece of paper mm. and it hardened up because i threw the piece into the dustbin later on mm. Mm. uh so that that's what i observed that it was quite hard mm. so i went back home did the same experiment again mm. in fact uh, you know so at that time i didn't have any idea that this was going to be a break someday mm-hmm. it was just basically wow. an observation mm. that okay yeah. i want to create this material it looks mm. very interesting mm. Mm. uh so in fact jab wo a lot of people ask me you know chungam to chipchipa hota hai right so i had a solution at that time also remember it was pink pond's rose scented powder mm. uh so that that's why if you see the photo of the brick yes. yeah Uh, it's actually pink in color it's because i had added my mom's welcome <laughs> powder to it yes so uh, that's the whole uh, thing so mm. uh, that's that's how i invented mm. my first brick so called beautiful uh, 
But at what point mm-hmm. did you entrepreneurship is tough? Yeah. You know, startup is tough. Ninety percent startups fail in India. Correct. And you took a plunge to start your uh, startup Eco Eclectic. Mm-hmm. So, what was the eureka moment of that? Yes. So, uh, when as I was talking about the break. Yes. Um, so this was during that same time mm. when I was uh, in seventh grade. I learned about the word slums. Mm. Uh, and I said that why is it being you know so I always had this dream of mm. making world's cheapest house because that's mm. what I had idea Lovely. that slums were mm. uh, and that's what I have been pursuing ever since then yes. so that's yes. that was that moment mm. and I said hey uh, what do we require and mm. me having no knowledge at that time about construction mm. I said Lego bricks that's mm. the first thing that came mm. in my mm. mind mm. Uh, and Lego bricks uh, so I tried making those bricks and mm. that's how it grew bigger mm. uh, by the age of 15 I had a final commercial model ready because wow. I wanted to make mm. the first house and that mm. was always the idea mm. uh, and it was never meant to be pursued as a career mm-hmm. but back in 2009 mm-hmm. I was selected as a Rotary Youth Exchange student yes. uh, to United States yes. and I stayed there for a year Yes. so and that is when uh, I got so much positive support saying hey you know what you can actually pursue this as a career Yes. Um, uh, you can patent it I had no idea what patent was till then yes. so I applied for my patent I received it mm. uh, and in 2010 when I returned back mm. just a month later after coming back mm. I told my family that hey you know what uh, I want to start uh, my own company and wow. I have the finally the brick that was ready Yeah. and they said uh, you know we come from a very small uh town and we uh, I don't think you're supposed to do that and it's a taboo working with it so do whatever you want to do but will not be able to help you in the way learn it yourself yeah I would like to put it that way learn yeah. it yourself yeah uh, so with 1600 rupees in my pocket I started mm. making these bricks uh, mm. in a paper mill uh, okay. where the waste was being generated um, okay so so that's oh. that's where uh, and the first 3000 bricks it took me roughly about 11 months to actually make them mm-hmm. because in the morning I would go to the college mm. return back mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know make 20-30 bricks because I didn't have money to pay the labors so yeah. I have to to make my own bricks then yes uh, and as you asked the Eureka moment for yes. me yes. Uh, was actually when I wrote to Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam wow. uh, saying that hey I have made this structure and I would like to present it to you just mm-hmm. to understand whether I have done it right or not yes and he was I was lucky enough to be invited and uh, how lovely he, is that uh, so he heard about it and he said mm. uh, Desai you need to put this across all the innovators and I spoke wow. at an event wow uh, and that's how it things started wow wow that's that's what a great story and then you know you're, you've also been sort of Forbes 30 under 30 you've gone and given TED, TEDx talks you've met Mr. Modi uh, Mr. Bachchan how does it feel like where where do you see yourself now heading in what direction you and your startup mm-hmm. so I think um, what I see myself so um, yeah. India is um, you know India has always been the world's biggest recyclers mm. in an indirect way our mm. moms are the biggest recyclers <laughs> yes so yeah. um, you know that that idea taking that idea and mm. the concept of triple bottom line in mind yes uh, yeah you I, were talking about it yesterday yes. and I was like what is that yes yeah. so triple bottom line basically means sustainability uh, so if you if for every startups mm. if they want to have a sustainable uh, startup mm-hmm. uh, they need to keep a balance of profitability uh, 
environment uh, impact and also social impact together mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. until unless all these three things don't work together it mm-hmm. will not be sustainable in any manner mm-hmm. uh, putting that as the base we have already 150 products mm-hmm. and uh, that's thing i think uh, i want to take that forward into creating a zero waste uh, and make india a leading solution provider of zero waste technologies Mm-hmm. You were also telling me yesterday that you know you want to uh, elaborate on triple bottle nine specifically in the startup case because <laughs> you feel that ninety percent startups fail because they do not have. Would you like to elaborate yes. on this point? So I think uh, even uh, with uh, the current scenario of startup India and all these, uh, you know, the boom of mina- uh, millennials are coming up with startups. Yes, uh, it's 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 enormous. Yeah. But the reason why they all these people are failing is they are mm. not following a simple rule. You know, a mm-hmm. uh, lot of startups are here um, are basically, hey, we have this brilliant idea. Yeah. We want this much money infused. Yes. Uh, and uh, we'll have hundreds of people working for us. We'll have a lavish office. Uh, all these things. Yes. And things uh, end up not working uh, that way. Yes. Uh, you know, so. Uh, that is where these startups fail uh, mm. and for them all of them I have a simple formula which they can uh, follow in order to do that which is triple bottom line yes uh, they have to just like uh, SWOT analysis they could do their triple bottom line analysis as to where do they stand in all these three things mm. there's a lot of startups would you uh, like to repeat the three things again yes yeah uh, environmental impact uh, social impact mm. and uh, profitability mm. a lot of uh, startups only start with the fact hey we want to do something good to the community they are brilliant I am not uh, doubting that but they end up not understanding the financial side of it uh, and no startup will survive without any financial sustainability you know and that so a lot of startup fail in that way as well Uh, a lot of startup fail just focusing on money part you know they are not concerned towards the environment they're not concerned towards the social aspect of it and that's how a lot of startups fail as well Hmm. so uh, these are the things and uh, what I have observed is this most startups fail because uh, they initially start with an amazing uh, you know built up of their confidence yes and uh, they cannot take the first uh, failure that happens to them Hmm. usually that first failure should be your lesson. Yes. But a lo- lot of startups do not understand that and end up stopping right there. Yeah. Uh, so for them, I have another formula which I would like to say is Lovely. as mm-hmm. uh, you observe a, a problem, yes. then you start a startup mm. uh, based on that observation. Mm. You learn to fail because that's a very important thing. Yes. And if if you are not failing, remember that you are somewhere doing something wrong Mm. Uh, and you always need to be prepared for a failure. Mm. Uh, Learn from your failures Mm. uh, as well Uh, Mm. and then that is when you solve so that Mm. after you learn, you fall and you fake up uh, is when you actually start your journey. It's not when you are initially starting. Um, Absolutely. That's a brilliant point, Binesh. Learn to fail. How many times have you failed in your startup? I can say uh, from beginning, hmm. uh, in terms of invention, yeah. I have failed almost more than thousand of times. Awesome. I have I had to make roughly about 300, 400 recipes before I got the final one. Hmm. Uh, we still have that thing because we are always constantly researching. Hmm. Uh, failures happen on a very daily basis. So, yes. but my biggest was uh, back in two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Um, when I decided 
being a young person deciding to expand the business hmm. at my peak because 2014 was the peak when i was meeting uh you know shri amitabh bachchan when i was with uh, shri narendra modi uh, and i wanted to do very huge because mm. uh, you know 2014 before 2014 we were still making toilets and with swachh bharat abhiyan kicking in mm. we were one of the pioneers in rural infrastructure back then yes uh, so i wanted to expand on a on a very huge scale mm. uh, so i uh, through mutual contacts and things that an investor approached me saying he would want to put uh, some wow. uh, investment into awesome. the mm. the company mm. and that's where things started getting wrong because mm-hmm. before that uh, you know i was doing perfectly fine the expansion plan mm. uh, if it would have been someone who was interested in the the entire concept and the growth of the company it mm. would have been an amazing journey mm-hmm. uh, to speak about but that was not the case mm. the person entering was just focused on okay. taking over the company okay. and the patent as well mm. uh, so uh, with all those efforts what he started doing was is he stopped the money because he had control over the finance financials mm. uh, so he would make sure that he, he would not infuse in money at so at times we had money to build a toilet but we didn't have money to pay the labors if mm. we would pay the labors we didn't have money to buy the raw materials and manufacture it yeah. so all these things started uh, you know delaying our projects uh, huge ones uh, which started bringing down uh, the reputation of the company overall yes. uh, use utilizing that he said hey if you want to save the company give me the entire patent oh my god and if not uh, then just get lost and to the extent that he went on a very personal level uh, taking each and everything i ever owned so how, how did you my, how did you handle the stress of it i was in depression for 4 months i wouldn't talk, but i wouldn't call it as a, uh, a like a depression but i would like i call it as a learning phase yes. because i didn't speak to a single person back then um mm. in fact i was in love with someone that person also left me okay. saying that uh, this is not going to work i cannot introduce you to my family because you lost everything it was a hurtful situation altogether uh, the localites saying hey you know uh, you are finished you I, we knew that you were never going to be able to do that you have gone bankrupt blah 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 all these situations but what i knew was this when i was thrown out of the company at least i knew that i was able to save my invention mm. and i could start any day with that mm. again mm. so keeping mm. that positivity in mind i just kept researching every bit of my uh, understanding with which what i had been working on what what was actually stopping me while i was working was is due to non availability of time mm. now i had all the time in the world yeah. to focus on those research so yeah. those four months all i did was constant research framing what i wanted to do yeah. and i started eco eclectic technologies mm. awesome that's a brilliant story binish tell me about eco eclectic in terms of the recycling the domestic and industrial waste um, uh you want to like elaborate in terms of how do you recycle uh the process of it okay so um ecoclick technologies is basically uh i like to call it as a salon for industrial okay. waste All right. so instead of humans we yeah. transform waste into desirable eco innovations yes uh, awesome so that's that's, that's how job. i put uh, in one line yes. um so what we do is this uh, we are approached by many companies who mm-hmm. have a particular waste yeah. or we are approached by people uh, who are interested in investing uh, into the products 
Okay. So what we do is this: we'll take up the waste. Hmm. We'll and what what about kind it. of waste is that? Industrial waste. So okay. ETP waste, uh, hmm. textile waste, uh, hmm. metal waste, all different types. Any paper mill in India, we can uh, get rid of their waste. Awesome. Hmm. Now we also have plastic waste. Mm-hmm. We are not majorly focusing on plastic waste hmm. because there are thousands of others doing so. Yes. Our focus is on things which everyone else is neglecting. All right. And which is still a big issue. So mm-hmm. those are the things that we focus on majorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are converting them into uh, vitrified tiles, uh, into paper blocks, mm-hmm. uh, into building blocks, which is the mm-hmm. P blocks. That's how the whole journey started. Yes. Um, and we are converting them into all different, in fact, uh, soundproofing panels as well. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. And the most closest one uh, that I... Uh, really enjoy working about mm. is uh, Eco Light Studio, which mm. is uh, now run by my wife, mm-hmm. Driti, uh, mm. and she basically what we do is this: it's a micro social enterprise, yeah. and we make luxury products like mm. lamps, clocks, home wow, decor items. Wow, wow. Uh, around 200 products hmm. just specific to hmm. decor items hmm. and corporate gifts uh, hmm. out of face hmm. and these are made by women in rural uh, India wow what a value value adding you know not just getting deep inside the rural community also circulating the waste generating employment for people wow it's brilliant and also I think P-Blocks that we were discussing yesterday P-Block Bricks you've actually made 70 homes and 1000 toilets correct Yes. Do you want to like uh, talk about that? As sure. Well? Uh, so that's that's. And where, which areas have you yeah. made it? So uh, this is this is during the the first phase before mm. the failure journey. Mm. So we had constructed way more than the toilets, but I personally, before the whole incident happened, mm. I minus all those toilets that we had made after that incident, like in between during that incident. Mm. Uh, so if I minus all those things, we have created thousand toilets and mm. more than seventy plus houses. Mm. Uh, it, they are in Gujarat and some of them in Pali district hmm. uh, in Hyderabad hmm. uh, and then we have a couple uh, spread across hmm. one in Delhi and uh, one in Punjab hmm. so we have we have all those uh, couple of uh, but majorly in Gujarat and Maharashtra hmm. Hmm. was our uh, major focus uh. hmm. awesome that's brilliant but tell me uh, Binesh what is the infrastructure that's needed to do a startup like Eco Electric um, so for eco eclectic technologies, you don't need a bigger space than a particular room. Yeah, uh, it can happen in your own backyard. Mm. Uh, it's no rocket science. The mm. process of making the bricks is very simple. Mm. You take the waste. There is mm. a special binder that we have developed. Mm. You mix that. Keep it for five to like six. Like you develop hours. it yourself. Yes, like an innovation. Innovation. Wow. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, five to six hours, mm. uh, and um, and you mold it in the desired molds. Mm. Uh, you keep it for a week. Mm. Uh, for, uh, uh, and then it's ready. You mm. know, you can make your own house, making your bricks in your own backyard. Mm. Uh, what we are doing right now is mm. we are constrained uh, the the amount of. So we do not. Uh, we are not like selling the bricks separately apart mm. from our own uh, projects that we do mm. because mm. now we do end to end solutions. Yeah. Um, because the reason why we are doing it is we didn't want to fall into the trap of the the mafiaism that goes on into the brick industry uh it's it's quite uh it's it's messy uh it takes away the essence of the particular brick uh, and we do not want to we do not intend to uh 
you know, do it. Uh, the other part, we do not sell the bricks separately is because of the exploitation of the rates that happen. Mm-hmm. As it's an eco-friendly, it's it's so, I'll tell you some properties of the brick. Sure. So it's twice the size mm-hmm. and it's half the price and it's three times stronger than the conventional brick. Wow. Awesome. So, yeah. you know, because of utilizing our bricks, mm. anyone can uh, save uh, roughly about 40% of the construction cost yeah. by just utilizing it. So, for example, mm. a toilet, yeah. uh, which usually for if a government has to build mm. uh, without keeping any kind of profits in mind, mm. uh, it would rough or even let's say you and I go and build it yeah. with conventional bricks and plaster. Yeah. It will cost them roughly about 12 to 14,000 rupees. Mm. Uh, we, we sell that for 9,000 to 10,000 yeah. depending mm. on mm. the mm. facilities. Wow. So, environment, sustainability, as well as innovation. Uh, what's the response in terms of, do you plan to get out uh, in the urban spaces as well? Or do you plan to restrict yourself in rural areas? So, I think uh, we are anyways now expanding in the yeah. urban spaces with yeah. uh, our paver block technology, mm. which is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it does not matter. It's uh, not just rural, but my heart is always with the rural infrastructure. Yes. Uh, but we are now working closely with different architects, uh, city planners, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of creating public spaces mm-hmm. uh, for getting rid of the domestic waste as well. Yes. Uh, so we are doing a project in Udwara, which is famous for the, the Parsi community. Mm. Uh, we are doing uh, some uh, public space projects coming up in next two to three years uh, where we are going to, utilize that particular waste and convert them into a facility hmm. uh, where actually you can visit and you won't even realize that this is actually a waste uh, recycling facility. So hmm. we want to create such spaces where people are not afraid to uh, say or like say, hey, chi, this is ye kachra hai, you know, oh, yeah. we don't want yeah. to touch this. Yes. We don't want that. So I want to change the definition of waste being useless. Is that, uh, of course, the kind of reactions that people might have specifically in urban or maybe in the rural spaces as well. So that could be a huge challenge to make yes. people convince them in buying, a, you know, recycled Correct. brick. So how, how do you tackle that? Is there any strategy to it? It's, uh, I think uh, I have I have had to face a lot of backlash because yeah. of it being made out of waste. You know, people just saying, hey, mm. you know, ye to, uh, se bana hai. Yeah. how do we trust that this is going to stay? Uh, some come up with, uh, you know, yeah. like all different type of, ye to kala color ka hai, you mm. know, ab shukan hai, mm. ye hai. So to that, all those things, what we did was this, for those particular areas, we started uh, dyeing our bricks red. Hmm. So they look like the conventional brick. Hmm. So that that took part of the the Got omen it. side hmm. of it. Hmm. As far as about convincing is concerned, hmm. uh, I can take n number of reports uh, to them. Uh, you know, to convince anyone, hey, like this is better. The, showing the graph, showing hmm. the compressive strength. Yeah. But I have a different way of doing it. The first hmm. place wherever we go to meet a client, I take hmm. a conventional brick hmm. and I'll take my brick and I hmm. say, go to any floor you want. Go to any extent, drive whatever ton of car you want to drive over it mm. and you will know for yourself. Uh-huh. And that's all I let them mm. do the the work mm. and mm. it speaks mm. for itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that can be a huge, because in, especially in the Indian mindset, it can be a huge uh, yes. cultural uh, barrier as well yeah. mm, and religious barrier, uh, Absolutely. You know, how we have been brought up. <laughs> mm. Is your company bootstrapped at the moment? 
or is there a VC involved? No, I think uh, we are we are right now uh, very well uh, versed. We are uh, we are not looking for investment. We have a different strategy altogether to raise mm. funds for the mm. press. So what we do is this: we are like so eco eclectic technologies is now eco eclectic technology group e tech mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are basically group of companies. Uh, mm. We have a, so what we do is this: we uh, take out different uh, products mm-hmm. and we give out. The technology, so uh, for exclusivity rights. So what we mm. do is, is we'll take basically royalty. Mm. Uh, let me give you an example of Payo sure. Blocks. Mm. Uh, what we are doing right now with Payo Blocks is, is we have some in um, you know Chennai. Uh, we have so we have one in Chennai. We have one in Gujarat. Mm. We have one coming up in Mumbai. Mm. Uh, so all these different places. Uh, mm. What we do is, is that particular area gets an exclusivity of manufacturing. Mm. The person puts in money. Mm. Uh, whoever is interested into our uh, products mm. can put in money and they can manufacture themselves. They have to just give us royalty, mm. uh, and we just take royalty for next ten years. Wow. Wow, so, nice. but but uh, there's a catch to it mm-hmm. is, is that we do manufacture binders ourselves mm-hmm. and we do not uh, give those technologies of what's the recipe of the binder mm-hmm. to them. We basically uh, sell the binder to them mm-hmm. uh, as a separate uh, agreement altogether. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Manish, what's your perspective in terms of the environmental sustainability that's going on in the world right now? Everyone is talking about carbon emission, restricting the carbon emission. Are we really heading somewhere? To be very honest, no. Okay. I'll tell you why. Mm. There's a definition flaw. Mm. What we are understanding about, not just recycling. Mm. So um, I can ask a very simple question: mm. How many of us think mm. that there are there are a lot of recycling uh, facilities? We say. Yeah. Uh, I like to call them as segregation facilities more mm. than recycling facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, with no offense to them, uh, mm. it's just that it's it's uh, we need to find ways how we can uh, get rid of the waste entirely for example clean up drives uh, you know uh, we're doing an amazing job cleaning up yeah. then why is it so that every 15-20 days it's again becoming dirty you know yeah. uh, it's not just the mindset of the people it's mm. also that we are basically taking waste from one place and dumping it elsewhere we're mm. not getting mm. rid of it entirely mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so plastic waste from the beaches is mm. going to the landfill again. Mm. The landfill getting washed out is mm. going to the water stream again, mm. eventually ending up in the ocean. Mm. So it's, it's just a, a vicious cycle that's going on. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately, we are not able to do it. Sure. Uh, for us to, let's say for India, mm-hmm. it's actually easier than the rest of the countries mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we are somewhere or the other saving a contributing a lot towards sustainability mm-hmm. um, may be our, our utilization of uh, various products uh, reuse um, and upcycling mm. jugad what yeah. we call as jugad yeah. is our, uh, our our actual definition of recycling yes uh, and in a lot of small towns t- even today mm-hmm. instead of uh, milk packs mm. we are utilizing uh, you know uh, the milkman comes home and he gives and delivers in fresh uh, milk uh, in a in a container or so something like that so I like to call that if you want to basically uh, go back towards because the waste does not exist in nature it's yes. the human consumption that is creating it yes. so it's our responsibility so for us to start becoming responsible then we need to work in a synergy mm. uh, blaming a particular government or blaming a company or blaming ourselves is not going to do any 
uh, work so it, it needs to work in a particular cycle for example mm-hmm. government needs to promote uh, mm-hmm. not just a ban on a on let's say ban plastic. on plastic yeah. but also encourage uh, the consumers to mm-hmm. start using uh, products uh, which are also having all different types of plastic for example as a matter of fact why not we have milk bottles again yes but that is uh, so let's say government uh, encourages that mm. but are we as consumers mm. ready to pay instead of 12 rupees for a milk uh, mm. pouch yeah. are we ready to pay 15 rupees for a milk bottle mm-hmm. uh, the answer may lie in the again uh, the ideology of people uh, maybe you me uh, another uh, 30 40% of us will end up starting uh, getting the the milk bottles uh, instead of uh, the pouches yeah uh, but after a while you know if the another 60% is only going to pay 12 rupees and still get away with the pouch side of mm. it um will again start switching so it's it it needs to be a 100% effort it cannot be even uh, a minor uh, absolutely uh, yeah. like yeah. less effort yes. into this particular thing mm. so i think uh, it's very important for us to understand mm. uh, that and this is just one example i'm not targeting a particular mm. uh, thing it's just an example mm. uh, for example we are not specific segregation how many of us today know what is wet waste and dry waste mm. we all claim that but uh, a funny uh, uh, answer that i had received once mm. was in mumbai itself i had mm. asked someone uh, mm. was trying to throw things in a dustbin where there was a two bins kept and i asked him uh, hey what is because he was having a mcdonald's uh, coke uh, ka, cup Yeah. So I said, "Where are you going to throw this?" Mm. They said, "It's called wet waste." And I was surprised. I was like, "What are you saying?" Mm. Said because it's gila hai na, iske andar coke hai. So this okay. is, and I, I cannot blame him for it. It's just that it's. I cannot be even angry on that uh, particular fact. In fact, today while I was traveling, I was hearing someone surveyed saying that how many people knew about eco-friendly Ganesha. Mm. You know, so when they went out and asked, so a lot of people said, "What is eco-friendly?" You know. Yeah. so people are unaware to that extent mm. and i think the awareness needs to be on a very very mass scale yes. uh, and it also now coming towards that particular cycle mm. it's also duty of an innovator mm. to invent something that can be replicated in mass mm. so 150 products that we said uh, uh, as my company moto is is mm. eco economical innovation so it mm. means it just does not need to be eco friendly mm. but it also has to reach the mass for it to be commercially viable you know it mm. has to be commercially viable uh, if if it's not then it's just going to stay on papers as a research and never see the light so i think that's very important for us all of us to work closely mm. uh, motivating each other and mm. trying to work like a, a proper uh, synergy mm. uh, and i think that's that can do the the part and for india it's much more easier uh, mm. trust me when i say this mm. than the rest of the countries mm. because the rest of the countries are not uh, the biggest most powerful countries not even believing that climate change exists yes. and i'm happy that indian youth are now very much concerned about sustainability and are doing wonders all around the world mm-hmm. absolutely and i had read about this eco friendly ganesha that you've come out with what is that so um this was a, a an idea that came up because as i said we work in the lab yeah. so uh, jewelry waste uh, basically uh, came to us from surat and we were working on it 
on making mm. bricks out of it. Mm. We're successfully able to do that. Mm. But when I saw the texture and the consistency, I said, "Hey, why not? Let's try molding it into a Ganesha mm. this year." So that's that's how that that first prototype Lovely. Ganesha mm. came. Mm. And the the concept is very simple. Uh, this year we just gave it to few of our friends, uh, just as on an experimental basis. Mm. They got uh, after Visarjan, they are back with us, mm. and we are making them into uh, various decor items and gifting it back to them. Mm. So that's that's in progress. But from next year, we are going to take orders of Ganesha. So let's say we are able to take three thousand Ganeshas. Mm. Um, Uh, so basically, after the so we'll give them a bag in which they can visage it. Uh, we'll give them two options. One mm. is if they do not have specific time because it takes fifteen days for it to melt entirely. Mm. So if they are not having time in or do not have enough space in the bag, they can basically wo wo theli sida leke humko bhej sakte. We'll 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 uh, let it settle in our uh, premise. Mm. But if they have, then they can have it settle there and then send that. left over to us once that is sent to us hmm. what we will do is is basically we'll convert them into bricks and hmm. we are going to put those bricks and construct a maybe a, a small room or a hmm. school classroom hmm. something like that which hmm. so basically ganesha from your house is helping build a house for someone else in need hmm. so that's the concept keeping in mind just like a, a way of expressing our uh, faith towards uh religion uh and towards ganesha you know the mm. you know way of hey you know it's it's going somewhere else it's mm. it's creating a positive impact hmm absolutely and uh, vinish what are your like last thoughts in terms of uh, the startup india and making india and you know how is it helping the startup world so i think um so make in india and startup india is an amazing uh, initiative and that's that first part of what government has taken a step yes and i think uh, with the encouragement of more and more people uh, getting into the field i would like to encourage a lot of people to start coming into the waste recycling uh, mm. thing waste is not a taboo anymore yes uh, and uh, they can just understand um, if if me as a uh, 16 year old 10 year old uh, as a right now at 26 year old yeah. if i can be in this uh, particular ma- uh, business altogether yeah. uh, i think another if if another 10000 people like me get into it then we don't have a problem of face anymore thank you so much binesh for uh, coming all the way thank, thank you, you so sir. much well thank you and so I- much <laughs> for a great conversation you know why do startups fail 90% of the time why isn't there more stuff being done on environmental sustainability i hope you guys enjoyed the episode please do connect to us on all our social media handles which is linkedin twitter facebook please do not forget to rate us on itunes and subscribe to the eureka moments thank you for listening and i'm going to catch up with you guys next week for another interesting episode of the eureka moment stay tuned